Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Gloria. Welcome to another episode of Glow Says, which you can find on Apple or Spotify. Feel free to download at Buzzsprout as well. Anyways, Kelly Gable of Hoga Life Vancouver is my guest for today. She's the very first person I asked to do a podcast like an hour after I decided to commit to doing one. Of course, I'd been thinking about it for a while, but I just kind of had a light bulb moment and decided to go for it. I was so pleased that she was so open, friendly, and nonplussed about how awkward I must have been. We know each other a bit now, and I can see her creative juices really starting to flow big with Hoga Life Vancouver on Instagram. Let's take a listen to what she has to say. Hello, Kelly Gable. Welcome to Glow Says. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yes. Kelly is the creator and founder of Huga Life Vancouver. Now, I know she's going to correct my pronunciation of that, but that was what her company is called. You could pro- actually correct me now so that I'm saying it properly. Yeah. So it's more like hue, like a color is a hue and ga, like a baby would say. So huga. Okay. Is Huga. a little bit more, I mean, it's hard to say without using your gut, but I would say that would be the best interpretation for us. Huga. And it's a Danish word. Yes. And for the listeners out there, it's the word that's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Yes. Huga. I've seen that word on books and novels and, you know, things with pretty sort of patterns. Like I wouldn't say quilt-like patterns almost. It's always very Yeah, common. like that old Danish Norwegian folk art kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Even like sense. maybe you'd see a lot of things with the patterns at Ikea. <laughs> that, okay. There you go. Well, is it a huga? Does that apply to all the Scandinavian countries? Like that um, word? Specifically, this one is Danish. There are um, a few different varieties in different countries like Norway and like Sweden. Um, and they seem to have a lot of different words for different lifestyles. But I would say that this one is the most globally accepted um, okay. and the most well known throughout the world. And would you describe it as a lifestyle? Like what exactly is Huga? Definitely would. Um, So the textbook definition is a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality. Um, So that's just a lot of stuff. Um, What I think of it as is what brings you inside comfort or coziness. Where do you seek comfort? Where do you, like, what do you find cozy? Is it a set of lights? Is it being with your parents? Um, the best way to translate it for me, where I could say I can get Hugo without trying at all is when I go to Christmas dinners with my family, everything's kind of like low lit. There's twinkle lights everywhere. There's delicious food. We're listening to music. Everybody's like connecting with each other. Um, so I find it kind of encompasses all aspects of your senses. Um, yeah. Okay. So when you're in that moment of, coziness and being with your family and spending quality time does someone say oh this is huga or do you just sort of rest in the moment of huga I think you just rest in the moment um I think you can definitely go out with the intention of creating that atmosphere um but atmosphere tends to then just happen all on its own that's true. I was thinking it would, it's a perfect day to have this interview because today we were meant to have a storm outside. 
actually yes. what happened, it stopped, right? But it was raining all night. It was windy. Um, the streets on my car are strewn with like leaf litter, right? And branches and things like that. And I was thinking, today's a good day for Huga. I know I keep saying that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I know it's a good day because for me, if I were at home and, you know, I didn't have to go out or do anything, I'd probably make, you know, the kids some hot chocolate, make myself a cup of tea, um, yes. basically sit on the couch and read a book, something like that. Exactly. So okay. like I find it can be physical things and it can be mental things, but it is a lot of physical things. It is that warm cup of tea um, or that hot chocolate and the really fuzzy blanket that you pull up when you're reading a book. So yeah. Super cool. I love it. What's yeah. the inspiration for it? You've named your company after it. Um, I think that when I started my company, I always wanted to do something that was very values-based at the same time. Um, I found a lot of peace with the way I live. Um, and, you know, growing up, traveling all over the world, that's a little bit of craziness. Working in fashion for so long, that's a bit of craziness. So the fact that I'm able to come out of all of that and find such peace and find such calm and such fulfillment with my life, I want to share that with other people. Um, and so thinking of my store, I had to think of a concept that would work for both like my artsy visual retail side, but also like that I could sit well with, um, for my values, I guess. So somehow sharing what I find brings me comfort with other people while still respecting the art, um, and the style and the fashion, this is just kind of how it came about. Okay, cool. And have you, since you did travel around and live around the world, did you spend some time in Denmark or um, Sweden? Not um, most of my time was spent in Asia, actually. Okay, um, and then a little bit in like the Caribbean. Um, so yeah, I'm. It's very different, but my background is, like I said, Norwegian and Austrian. So my grandma does the Norwegian version of Huga and not having a lot of friends growing up, not having a lot of people other than family around just because we were going around so much. My family was a huge influence on me and her way of telling me that I could create my own coziness and I could create a home wherever I went that was the same, that was consistent, that was like just cozy um, with all the traveling, I think that it became a bigger part of my life. So. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. You know, just you telling me that reminds me of a friend that I had who's actually from Denmark and they moved all over the world. They spent also a lot of time in Asia. And one thing she always said, she was my neighbor for a number of years too, when we lived abroad. And one thing she always said was, um, as long as she unpacked her living room and dining room, like the same living room and dining room in every yeah. place they went, it just gave them that sense of, you know, home base. And it was ta- the table where we had, they had many family dinners where they enjoyed meeting lots, you know, welcomed lots of new people to their home, um, all over the world. And, uh, she really made a practice of doing that. Now she didn't tell me at the time it was called Huga. This is like ten years ago. Yeah. But 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 now that you say that, I'm like, I think that's what she was doing. Yeah, totally. And it's and that's why I say like Huga is a feeling, but it's also a physical, tangible thing. Um, right. So if I can set up my little blanket fort wherever I am in the world, 
then I'm still in the same place. I'm still in my blanket fort with all my things that provide me, I don't know, comfort. Then it doesn't really matter where I am. Yeah. Very cool. So do you practice this yourself now, now that you're, you've got a home base in BC? I do. And I think I'm even worse now that I have the store. Um, because I'm like, this would make me really cozy or this would look great on the walls. Um, yeah, just finding even more and more. I know it's not about products, but finding more products that really fit with that lifestyle has been amazing for me. And then being able to have to think about it so much and really put it into practice, it's hard to get away from it. And it's just been so good because when you're starting out a company, it can be so stressful and having that be my goal of the company, I'm creating a really good work-life balance with it and just finding that living it. Yeah. I mean, you can't not live it once you get it, like, once you know what it is, I guess. I think so. I mean, when you start a business, um, the best way to start, I think, and to attract the right clients and people to you is to build a world around it. So just having this concept of Huga, um, I think, automatically lends itself to that, right? I mean, sure, it's maybe not about products, but those products can help you create the environment or the feeling, you know, yeah. that, you, that you live or that you, you know, uh, take on into your own life. Um, so when people come to your store or your website, right, um, they'll get the idea of what's going on and the world that yeah. you're creating for them. Yeah. And like, these are the things that I find create Hugo for me. So, you know, maybe yep. for you too. And if not, maybe you'll find what does and maybe you'll let us know and we can get into that too. Well, so, there you go. Great. Yeah. Well, um, why, why don't we get right into it? Let's talk about the store or the sure. business. Huga Vancouver. No, Huga Life Vancouver. Yeah. You better say it. I better stop saying that word. I um, just know I should say it right. Huga Life. <laughs> Huga Life. Huga yeah. Life. So I don't know. We're um we're a web based store, um, yes. and we sell things like um we do a lot of like minimalist and basic pieces because that's kind of what's part of Hua for us is being able to have things that are simple, um, okay. which isn't necessarily need to. But so we do a lot of basic jewelry um, from some really good makers around the country. Um, basic textiles. A lot of what we do is very like minimalist and plain, but still kind of fun and girly. Um, we do a lot of self care items. So like bath and body. Um, and then what else we do? Little snacks, like chocolates and stuff like that. And yeah, our biggest thing I would say would be our candles. So we do um, zero waste coconut wax candles um, and they have the wood wick. So that makes it all um, crackly and sparkly and gives that little bit of extra atmosphere when you're burning it. Um, And they're all zero waste. We do refills on them and they're reusable afterwards as little plant pots. So if you decide you want a plant instead of a candle. That's right. I've seen them and I notice you've got a lot of different patterns as well, but also fit thing within that concept of Huga. Like it's not, um, you know, they're not super bright and bold, but they're like comfortable and minimal and simple. Yeah. And we want to, I mean, we're small apartment Vancouver living, right? We want to get you things that you're going to be able to keep forever as opposed to just stuff. 
We don't want to send you home with a bunch of stuff. We want to send you home with things that will last, that are classic, that are timeless, like quality enough to last as well. Um, and that you're going to kind of treasure forever sort of thing. Right. Good. Does it extend to clothing or fabrics as well? It does a little bit. We have, um, so, so we normally do in the winter carry cashmere, um, which is hand woven by a friend of ours in Nepal. So that's really nice. We do some um, cotton scarves. We do a skinny and a blanket scarf. Um, they're really nice. They're really breathable, but really warm. We have um, a vegan fur and bamboo blanket, um, like a bed runner, which is absolutely vegan fur is needed for any Hula wow. lifestyle. Um, and then the throws and such as well. More, yeah, any, we have a lot of textiles you can cuddle up in and we're always looking for more. So. Okay. And do you focus on makers in Canada or you try to? So I would say 90 to 95% of our makers are in Canada. Unfortunately, there are some things that I just cannot find here and I do find right. are really important to the lifestyle mm-hmm. um, yep. and the aesthetic of that. Um, but I'd say, yeah, 90 to 95% of our, um, their small businesses, their women owned businesses, um, and they're Canadian. So, and Great. most of our businesses, we try to do business with people who are up and coming. So you haven't seen them everywhere already. Um, right. And also someone with really good values. Um, so maybe they donate to a charity or maybe they're really good about being socially responsible or eco-friendly, something that gives them an edge over just a product. Right. And how have you found these people? Um <sighs> I know you've got a lot of background in retail. You have a lot of experience. Yeah. So honestly, it's just surfing the web. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, going down the rabbit hole, going down the rabbit hole on Instagram or just in different local publications sometimes. Um, even just if they've done well enough with their SEO, I can search for exactly what I'm looking for. And find those little makers looking at craft markets, looking at, um, yeah, super little stores. Sometimes I'll poach them. That's not why. Yeah. But right. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've talked about jewelry and candles and bath care, you know, skin, mm-hmm. what like skin lotions and things. Um, what else would you add to build that kind of hygge lifestyle? I would definitely add more home goods. Um, who doesn't love a cozy chair? Um, we have one that everybody's always trying to buy and I'm like, no, it's my cozy chair. Um, (laughs) so, um, we have a few wall hangings. I think art would be something really nice to get into. Um, and just, there's so much in like home decor that can be so Scandinavian, so clean and so functional. Um, so I'd love to get more into that, hopefully. As you move towards like you're an online business right now, Mm -hmm. are you thinking of moving towards a brick and mortar type location? I think with the way we have our stock now online works, I think that if we go into bigger pieces or if we really expand our offerings, um, then I would definitely want to look at somewhere. Um, I think just having a little shop even where people can come and connect with us, see the goods in person um, yeah, 
and just, you know, meet us, build a community with us. Um, so I think that would be really nice. I think right now markets are doing well at fulfilling that need. Um, well, and so hopefully we can get some of those going again. We did our first yeah. one last weekend. So. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And what, what was that? What did you do? Like a promotion? Um, no. So we did the Vintage Handmaid Society had um, an outdoor market at the Vancouver Art Gallery. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was about it was really good. It was like 20 to 30 vendors. We had obviously like masks, sanitizers everywhere, 25 people in allowed at once, contact tracing, all that kind of stuff to stay super safe. But we still had like almost a thousand people through the door on the two days. Wow. So even though there's only 25 people allowed in this giant art gallery space at once, we did have people like a steady flow of people coming all day. Um, So that was really nice. And you were able to show your wares. Did you also see anything else that you might like to add to your store? Always. Um, <laughs> there's right. some... I think if you're a buyer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's some gorgeous jewelry there. Um, and then these alpaca scarves and like alpaca accessories, which are so That's fuzzy. Funny. It's nice because they're really yeah. um, attainable price point. Um, okay. Which is nice. They're kind of that in between where you know you're getting quality, but you're not paying so much. Um, right. And they're just fuzzy and cozy and such nice colors. So we're working on that now. Cool. You know, when you talked about the scarves, that's another thing that you offer the skinny and the blanket scarves. Is it part of the whole lifestyle that the scarves are kind of simple and muted colors as well versus like bright patterns? Um, I think that like when you go into the style, you can go into those different, like having a bunch of like, mm, how do I want to say this? Like folk tale kind of patterns. Um, But yeah, normally it's pretty much like you have your one statement piece. So maybe you have a really bright yellow scarf, but everything else is kind of basic. Um. And just kind of making it so that, you know, I feel like Hugo is a bit utilitarian. So making sure that you can, you know, not just have this piece, use it for a day, toss it to the side for six months. You can wear it every day. You can make it look different because it is so basic just by mixing things in a different way, wearing them frontwards, wearing them backwards, making more use out of the pieces that you do have. So having things that are too flashy sometimes doesn't work as well. Okay. I mean, for me, I love um, seeing people in Scandinavia, the way they dress. It's like you said, it's very simple and and basic. It's functional, Mm -hmm. but they do always have that statement piece, whether it's a scarf or maybe it's a bright raincoat or, you know, boots or something like that. But I would need some education as to how to dress properly that way because I would do it all wrong. I'm sure it gets so (laughs) it gets too easy and you almost feel like you're in a funk because everything is black or white or gray. There's no color. Everything's straight. Everything's the same cut. Everything's a V-neck, whatever it is, but it makes you be able to have so much fun with those one or two little pieces. Like these earrings I got on the weekend, holy sparkly. They're just all the sparkles and I can't really, I'm not a very girly girl. I can't pull off much of that. So to be able to just do a basic outfit and then have those giant sparkly earrings on is so much fun. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds good. It also helps, I think, that all these Scandinavian people, they seem to be all tall and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, be? well, I didn't get the height, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're very good looking people. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. Um, anyway, so what else can I ask you about this online business? Like, I'm excited. I love meeting all these businesses that are online because I think it, um, how do I say it? It doesn't stop people's creativity as to how they want to present themselves. Yeah. You know, brick and mortar, you got to wait for the wood guy to come. You got to wait for the electrician to come, the designer to come. You know, you have to wait for all these people to set up things a certain way. Yeah. But a web-based business, you can have lots of fun. I think you can have so much fun. I do have like a really good dedicated team who helps me a little bit more with the technical stuff online. Um, okay. but, um, so for instance, our Instagram, I find you can have like a really, a really polished Instagram that looks really professional and you can post a picture of a sunset or some hotel room or da, 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 that every day. And I find that a little bit cold sometimes. So our, right. um, strategy with ours, if you want to call it a strategy, is just being so much more real. We have our pretty things. We have our marketing. We have like our very, you know, functional internet marketing things. But we also try to show us having fun or this is just a real picture of new product that I took Um, and try to make everything so people can connect in with us a little bit more. Um, and say, okay, right. like I can relate to that. That's like a picture I would take. And, you know, you got so excited, you didn't want to wait for a photographer. So I'm excited about that. That's really cool. Um, or trying to get, I don't know, just trying to build a little bit more relatability into anything we do online. But at the same time, we can switch it up whenever we want, which is so much fun. Right. So if I'm feeling exactly. pink today, I, I might be blue tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Um, I'd like, you had talked to me before about how you try to hire, like everyone that you're using is locally based as yeah. well, like the photographers, like your team of people, so, um, the, um, the people help you do the layout. Yeah. We use a local modeling, modeling agency that gets us locally. We do fresh faces a lot. So brand new models from Vancouver who are just working on their portfolios and stuff like that. Um, because I'm from this industry, we use um, photographers that are from here that are our friends and that we've known for a long time. Um, sourcing yeah. our supplies, we try to source if the actual drop down basic, basic ingredient is not from Canada. We try to bring it in through a Canadian company and hopefully through a smaller one. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to make sure everything has a small Canadian connection. So, um, if I'm going to order something from somewhere in a different country, I'm going to know that person by name, um, be able to communicate with them. Um, just, yeah, really trying to make people the base of our business because I mean, there's so many things we can do so automatically these days and we can, you know, go to Amazon, order this, this and that. And, you know, I, I definitely could find everything I needed on Amazon. Let's not lie. It would probably be a pretty good price, but we don't want to do things like that. So we want to do things where the social part of our business is, is really strong. My fashion and retail and marketing and merchandising is actually all based in home economics, um, in university. So you learn a lot about the homemaking industry and stuff like that. And I feel like now, I'm really seeing it in practice, especially with markets. So how women are kind of like 
fulfilling their traditional roles and then somehow molding that into this crazy new um, revolution of awesomeness. If that makes any sense. <laughs> and like, what, what a great way to put yeah, it. Yeah. Being able to capitalize on that as a store is super convenient yeah. for us. And it's just, I don't know, something to be proud of, I guess. Thank I always you. feel like I'm the host of people coming to my shop. So are you comfortable? Can you get a hold mm. of me really easily? Am I being responsive? Did I answer this question? Do you have another question? Does it even have anything to do with the website? Like I'm here, whatever you need. Yeah. I want to make this experience for you as comfortable as possible. And I want you to be able to tell me what that is. Do we need to make something in a different size? Um, are you looking for something similar but different? Like, I just want to take care of everybody who's coming to me. So I found that with you too, just our getting to know each other, connecting on email, texting, um, phone. You are very responsive. So is there anything else you'd like to tell everybody now that they've learned a little bit about Hoga and what you're trying um, to do? I think just check it out and let us know what you think. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think of our jewelry let us know what you want to see let us know how it makes you feel if you've tried something share your experience um but yeah just come check us out is all i want to say and maybe discover something that will help you find your own comfort and conviviality and yeah i think that's it i loved talking to another young vibrant entrepreneur here's the wrap-up and some tips one kelly's sense of hoga life is apparent in her web-based shop and what she chooses to offer. It's obvious from her content that she wants to make her clients and visitors feel comfortable and welcome. Two, we actually had two interviews, but unfortunately one of my tracks got corrupted, I suppose. But during our second conversation, she mentions over and over again, collaboration over competition, community over competition. I think this is a winning strategy every time. Three, as a web-based only business, it's important to be authentic and real in your presentation. Beyond just looks and pretty pictures, build in relatability in everything you present. Four, in November and December of this year, find Hugga Life Vancouver at the Nooks at 38 Water Street in Gastown, also at the iMade Online Market. Five, fun fact, Kelly's online business includes her two dogs, a greyhound and a jackshund. Six, Subscribe to Glow Says, and I'll talk to you soon.